Welcome to episode 143 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio, drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I'm joined as always by Kyle Springer. What did I do? It was so funny. <laughs> you, did, you didn't do anything. I'm reading this off of this Word doc that I have with the same, you know, template text every week. And I uh-huh. realized like I made a change weeks ago and never fixed it back. And I'm just now realizing that it's had the same text since we did our episode about the Unbreakable trilogy, where I wrote oh, wow. down the kids they called me Melissa Wilkinson and the kids they called you Kyle Springer. <laughs> The kids, they call you Melissa. <laughs> right. Like this dumb joke has been sitting here for like two months. And this is the first time I realized it's still there. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> That's good. Oh, boy. Uh, Melissa, do you have any Super Bowl plans? Today is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I'm going to be watching the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> like I do every go. year. That's good enough. Yeah. I might watch some of going on commercials. Yeah, I might watch some of the human bowl, uh, as I call it. (laughs) The human bowl. (laughs) I might watch a little, you know, just to feel uh, connected to mankind. I'm going to watch the puppy bowl. I think my mom will also watch the puppy bowl. And I guess we'll text each other about our favorite puppies. Nice. That's that's good. Good fun. Mm hmm. Indeed. Uh. I, 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 I don't really have plans per yeah. se, uh, but after we re- record this, we're recording uh, like an interview discussion uh, with Michael Hyam from GameSpot. Uh, mm. They're going to be talking about uh, some of the recent Final Fantasy XIV announcements and all, all of the, their expansions and new stuff that's going on with that game it's one that i don't play so i don't know Mm -hmm. anything about it and it's all just going over my head (laughs) it's like i don't know what this is but i'm gonna be there in the background recording and making sure things go smoothly so i'm excited for that but after that i think i'm just gonna hang out see if people are doing things on twitch while i work on the podcast stuff and that's it nice (laughs) a very chill sunday indeed yeah indeed uh well speaking about chill sundays what are we talking about this week (laughs) the movie we're talking about this week is the 2008 crime film in bruges about two hitmen who are in the city of bruges belgium awaiting their next orders from their crime boss yeah, just a it's, chill vacation, right? Right, you know? just just sightseeing, <laughs> just seeing these uh, the medieval buildings and scary religious paintings. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, in Bruges. So where did you hear about this film or find out about it? Because you pitched it to me last week with this wild thing of, <laughs> or, or, or I, I guess not last week, but like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, of just like, hey, this film... But what if this film as a rom-com? <laughs> okay. So I remember seeing the trailer for this movie it, probably in 2008 when it came out. And I was kind of intrigued by it. But I don't really you know, work in crime films often. So I never got around to watching mm-hmm. 
I listen to a podcast called All Fantasy Everything, where they do fantasy football style drafts, but for com- other completely wild topics. And last year they did an episode about romantic comedy movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're picking all the big ones. When Harry Met Sally, Notting Hill, Hitch. And then their guest, Miel Bredo, for her final pick, she's like, I'm I'm going to bullshit you guys here. I'm going to pick a weird one, but stay with me on this. I think the film in Bruges can be looked at like a romance. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, well, it's not a traditional romance, but like it, it, there's love in there. There's sacrifice. There's caring for another person. There's the, all the sightseeing that kind of feels like dates. <laughs> yeah. It, it it honestly fits like yeah. it's it's strange and you don't think about it at all until someone mentions that, which <laughs> they probably won't. But right, right. <laughs> Just only her, only me, Albredo. Yeah, yeah. Um it's just yeah, it it, it was interesting because I, I went into the film with those thoughts of mm-hmm. like, huh, I wonder how this is going to be like a romantic comedy and yeah it's definitely not a romantic comedy but no. you're right it has all of the, like the very similar ingredients of like yeah. yeah they're they're vacationing in in this small european town they're sightseeing they're going to art museums they're uh seeing the town they're seeing movies they're meeting people mm-hmm. you know? they get and to then, the yeah. little hotel and they only booked one room by mistake you guys have to share right. a room yeah, that and yeah, it, just like the the emotions that run high in, in in the film, like it's all there, but it's not a rom com. <laughs> it is not. It it is there's, a com. There's no romance. There is comedy, but not the kind of comedy you see in a rom com. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this movie is very crass, but. There is a heart to it. Yeah, Yeah, it's very it is very dark humor, but there is some level of sweetness to the Mm -hmm. some of the proceedings. Yeah. I I also want to mention some of these movie posters. I I, I don't know if you've seen some of them. Let me see if I can show them here on our video version. So I guess that's the the. I don't know if that's the DVD cover or not, but they mm. they have it looks more like a seventies spy thriller, and then they have <laughs> this like uh this it it's like a serifed font, but it's more oh. rounded and bubbly. Yeah, I think and it's it just supposed see, to. Yeah. It's supposed to look like a postcard. I think. Yeah, like hey, greetings from Burb from Bruges, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's. It reads to me more as, yeah, like a 70s spy comedy. Sure, and then I, yeah. I think maybe is in a, its own weird way. Like, yeah, that also kind of looks like a rom-com. <laughs> right, this like, could be in the same family as the nice guys, which could also be a rom-com for as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of strange that it like it has a movie poster like that. And then there's another one, which I don't know if it was a recent one or if it was just an alternate 
one, but yeah, it has the font in like these big pink sans serif letters, and it looks more like a crime film, right? They're all in their like dark black trench coats, and there's a gun, and you know, it's just like there. But then it has the tagline, shoot first, sightsee later. Yep, that's the tagline (laughs) I remember. (laughs) So... Seems it, it yeah it seemed like an interesting film which is why I picked it, um and you were also you were also like it's February I'm gonna get started on my rom com stuff yeah. and you were like crime movie c- crime show <laughs> this, this thing I was like huh, okay and yeah I mean like a I very think I was most uh, intrigued by. Yeah, a very abstract approach to beginning the romance season. I thought I'd go for weird yeah. ones. Yeah. So have, now, had 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 you seen this before? No, you no, before? no. Okay. This is my first time seeing it. There you go. Yeah, I I had never heard of this one. It just wasn't on my radar. Didn't really know about it because I I guess it like you said it came out in two thousand eight. So we were mm-hmm. both in high school. Yeah, st- still. Um, but I, I, I don't, the movies I was really like seeing in high school, I now look back on and I, and I was like, why, why did I want to go see that movie? I, I, I don't know. Like the, the only one that I like know that I went to go see and remembered and liked was like Watchmen. Yeah. And I was like that, that looked good. And I like comics and stuff like that. But that, you know, then it was just like. I don't remember when X3 came out or, just, or something, but like, you, you know, then. like that, like, like, I liked that stuff. But I don't remember any other movies that I went to go see. Wow. Yeah. There was just nothing that stood out. There probably would have been movies that stood out to us were if we had a more mature right. palette. Right. I, <laughs> I remember being in like eighth grade And my friends and I, like, we got one of our moms to drop us off at the mall for the afternoon. And we decided to go see a movie. And it was like a weird time. It was not a tentpole movie time of the year. Yeah. And so we wound up seeing the uh, sad Russell Crowe plays a boxer in the depression drama film Cinderella Man. (laughs) (laughs) Us, like the three of us and one old lady in the theater at like 1230 p.m. on a weekday. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good times. Good times indeed. Remember movie theaters? I think of them often. <laughs> it was a year ago that Birds of Prey came out. That mm-hmm. was the last movie I saw in theaters. It was like a year ago. Wild. I, I, I saw Onward like the week before everything was like, D- don't go out anymore. Like I remember yeah. like we on the way back from that movie theater thinking like, you should quiet down in movies for a little while (laughs) (laughs) you know just for like a week or two well (laughs) right yeah you know what's the next one coming out you know let's let's just sort of stay away until like black widow comes out soon right oh well well technically we are still staying away till black widow (laughs) yeah it hasn't come out right yeah i Uh. still don't know what my first movie back will be maybe it is black widow don't know oh well but yeah, so I I really enjoyed this film. Yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, this was absolutely not what I was expecting. 
Um, mm. I was expecting a little more action, a little more fast-paced stuff, but this is a very small, quiet film. Yeah. Uh, there's like a nice, like re- really calming and beautiful piano score in the yes. background, and it's 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 not like the the haunting kind of piano, but it almost is. It's it's just mm. it's beautiful. It's it's calming and just all just almost haunting. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, I it, it wasn't what I expected at all, but I really, really enjoyed this. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually kind of did a double feature uh, immediately after I watched this. I watched uh, the new uh, HBO Max. Well, I guess not, it's not an HBO Max movie, but they yeah. premiered it on HBO Max. I watched uh, The Little Things yeah. with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek and J- J- Jared Leto, um, both crime films both very very good mm-hmm. um i think they were both slower if if, okay. if if that makes sense so i think they they were a good good match for a double feature but uh i wanted to follow yeah. this up with the colin farrell jamie fox <laughs> miami vice movie <laughs> but i didn't i wasn't confident enough that i would like it to spend four dollars i'd I spend gotcha. three dollars yeah. But I wouldn't spend four to rent it. Miami Vice, four dollars, a little steep, you know? <laughs> Three. Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so what did you think of, of this film now that you've gotten to see it as well? I did like it a lot. It's got some great performances. A really impressive script. Like I, I mentioned, it is very crude but there's a poetry to how this dialogue is written even if i don't like what they're saying how they're saying it is strangely beautiful yeah yeah i i I would have to agree with that it's uh the director who is uh what's this guy martin Uh, it's written yeah written and directed by martin mcdonough who's uh i don't know if i know this name or not what else have you done friend he's big in theater is is okay. the thing which makes a hell of a lot of sense um cuz they're they're like the like i said the movie is very small like there there's not many big set pieces or stuff yeah. like that it's it's something that you could imagine being a play mm. right where they have the like the hotel they have the bar outside of the hotel and the church and those are yeah. like the three main sets right um and that's kind of about it but yeah i i i i think because of the theater chops it it was very tightly knit like i don't yes. felt like there was a moment wasted in 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 that film um they were all important scenes in some way to establish the characters or to establish uh the, their 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 past or how they feel about their mm. past and 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 stuff like that as well as to build the metaphor of what this movie is mm. um, and stuff like that so yeah it, i i would highly re- recommend this film absolutely yeah yeah it is a very efficient script and i really liked how everything came back together at the end like you see how all the ingredients keep returning how they all combine with each other what the consequences Mm -hmm. are for various actions yeah 
And then at the end, you're like, oh, they love each other. <laughs> Happily ever after, right? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good, good film. Definitely mm. recommend it. Let's do a brief synopsis for people who maybe still have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's basically the log line I gave at the beginning. There's these two hitmen, Ned and Ray, who uh, after a hit gone wrong, where the innocent blood was spilled, they're hiding out in Bruges, Belgium. Their crime boss, Harry, has sent them there to just await further orders. Like, just mm-hmm. lay low for a while, sightsee. Uh, I think they're based around England, so it's, he's, like, sent them all the way off to, like, some other part of Europe, so they're, you know, way out Somewhere there. Else, yeah. It's this little town. Ned's d- older, you know, he's a, a respectable career hitman and he's enjoying the chance to sightsee. And Ray's younger. He's the one who did this mistake on the last job. He hates it here. He wants to get out. <laughs> and there's a film uh, production happening in the city and he falls for this woman uh, tied to the production and you watch them date. You know, she's involved in some local, like, drug dealings and petty crime and they get kind of wrapped up in that and uh then their crime boss comes to town to sort of close off a deal uh yeah <laughs> and then things get very bloody indeed yeah but it, right again there's not much action to, no yeah to the film. um but it's still yeah it's it captures your at- attention and sticks with you that's for sure mm-hmm go okay uh let's get into housekeeping and then we'll get into spoilers and start dissecting the film a little bit more if you guys did not know we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots you guys can find out more information on our website thewhatnots.com as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have a $3 tier uh, where you guys can get all kinds of exclusive content from all of our shows, including a 2021 video game fantasy draft, which we just recorded and did definitely did not have to re-record because <laughs> we lost the audio. Um uh, yeah, that that is up on our site. So if you are a $3 patron or above, you guys can use your Patreon credentials and log into our members only portion of the website and get access to all of that stuff. If you are a $5 patron, we want to give you a big shout out here on the show. So thank you, Sam, so much Thanks, for Sam. helping us out. We love you a lot uh, and we appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, that being said, uh, I mentioned at the start, we have an interview that we are recording with Michael Hyam, uh, later today, uh, that'll be on Crossplay. That'll also be on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the whatnots. Yesterday, we also recorded an interview, uh, with Joe Mirabello, um, he is the creative director of a game called Three Out of Ten. Uh, mm. It is a playable sitcom. And uh, the first season is free on the Epic Game Store. You can download all five episodes. They're all about half an hour each. Mm. You can play the 
through them uh i i I did this past week and it was a blast Uh, Ah. i highly recommend checking it out actually i think melissa you would like it (laughs) i do Um, like the idea of gamifying a sitcom Yes, yeah. There's there's a bunch of different uh, like mini games and stuff mixed in, but it is a, a a big story about the world's worst video game development studio, uh, <laughs> and they have never made a game that has scored above three out oh. of ten. Uh, so that is the running joke there. But yeah. So check that stuff out. That'll be up on Crossplay as well as our YouTube feed as well. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of it for housekeeping. I guess let's get into spoilers. There we go. Officially in spoiler territory. Can you Mm -hmm. believe that Batman shows up and then all of a sudden... (laughs) No. uh melissa where do you want to start with this film what what Uh, stood out to you it was the script i think the script is very impressive i like the dialogue a lot where it's uh, it's lots of inappropriate conversations and lots of cursing like Mm -hmm. there's one point where uh harry has to send a telegram to their (laughs) their hotel yeah. room and it's so and to see it written down just that every other word is fucking it's really yeah. hysterical he's talking in the telegram about how he's mad he has to like leave this message with the receptionist and then at the bottom of this piece of paper the re- receptionist has written i'm not the receptionist i co-own this place with my husband and she like signs her name like i i don't want to have to take this from this guy yeah. i'm just setting the record straight here i, I it, own it, this it kind of reminds me of the Boondock Saints in, in that mm. sense, where just everything they say is some kind of cuss word, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, it 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 stands out, I think, because they are in this quiet, you know, just very yeah. small, quaint town, right? Yeah. That has a, a bunch swans. of like his, his 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 historical significance, and they're at mm. this like small. I'm assuming like five room hotel bed mm-hmm. and breakfast type of spot. Yeah. And they get this message and it's like, fucking this F that fucking that. Oh, ding, ding this, you know, like, and it's, it's just, it, yeah, it's, 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 it stands out. And then I think what stood out to me about this script was Colin Farrell just uh. questioning everything. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Like, just like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> God, just, like, he's the just... way he would throw it right back. Like someone mm. would say something, and he would say the exact same thing back, but just con- confused. Yeah, <laughs> just like what? Why? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of wonderful like rhythmic repetition in this script, which I think the cursing lends to. You know, mm-hmm. every fuck is just like. A beat. It's like a beat in like a musical composition, right? Yeah, it's 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 those like uh like those like jazzy beat p- p- poems and stuff mm-hmm. that that they used to do at those smoky k- k- cafes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, like it, it's 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 fun to watch because yeah, like I, I I think despite it being less action packed. It, it really is the script and the characters and their emotions that really draw you in. 
And I was hooked from square one. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I like this. I like the way it's talk. Like, it's – so I keep saying it's slow, but it's not really slow, if that makes sense. No. I think the script, because of how tightly packed it is, it feels like it's paced pretty normally, if not slightly fast. Right? Yeah. Like things are continually moving. It's not like they're just they're sitting there for 20 minutes having mm. one long conversation kind of about nothing or about the meaning of life as they sip tea. Like it, it's not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um it it like it, it like things do really move along but then in the midst of it you do get these flashes of uh, stuff that happened in the past or uh, just like, hey, they're at the museum or they're on a boat just sightseeing and stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a good mix of of how they move things along. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's the script. it's the script is not slow, but like the character's day is kind of slow. Like they don't really have a purpose. They are, you know, until they get the next word from their boss, they are just sort of meandering around town, taking in the sights, flirting with a local drug dealer. (laughs) Like you do. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's there's that scene where he comes in after he, he gets the, the, the date. And, uh, I don't remember which one's which, which one is Ned. Colin Farrell is Ray. Yeah. Uh, and, and then what's Brendan the Gleason as Ned? Ned or Wikipedia says Ken. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, who's who's Ned? Uh, I don't see anyone named Ned. I think my At brain just in, replaced. Like, the the, I think my name just my head just replaced it with another three letter name. Continue. Anyways, I mean N E K is. Ken backwards, and that's only one letter off from Ned, right? You know, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he he comes in after like that first night out on the town after discovering the movie set and trying to get this date with this with the this girl, and Ken is already in bed, uh, and and. Colin Farrell's character is coming in, being loud and turning on lights. He's just like, shut the fucking light off. God damn it. (laughs) But he's sitting there like brushing his teeth and stuff. And he sits on the end of the bed. And he's like, man, like two days here. And I already have a date, a date with a girl, a date with a girl who's in in the in in the film production Mm. business. And he's just so happy. He's just like, who would have thunk it? You know, (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's just He's so childlike in this film and that he is just like this petulant brat. He's getting like a drug yeah. around by his dad. He doesn't want to be there. And he, but he also has this excitability about him. Like the, when he sees the film uh, being filmed, he's What's so excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, there's, and like there's a, it stars this little person actor and he knows he keeps rattling off this fact that suicide is, particularly high in, in among little people and yeah. he just keeps telling people that like he's just excited to have the knowledge not realizing like, how morbid it is right yeah not realizing how morbid and how insensitive it is to just be yeah. spouting off that like yeah, yeah. Hey, did you know that the suicide rate of like man <laughs> 
but but it also comes with like 10 percent concern <laughs> like is this guy gonna be okay is he all right how does he feel about his life it's it's yeah it's it's fascination and concern mm. and just obliviousness of, of yeah partly what he's saying and part charm like yeah. he, like because he's he's saying it to like have a conversation with this girl he's trying to hit hit, hit on and it works like it just yeah. like how how does that work uh, and 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 then you end up re- realizing it kind of doesn't work she's just realizing that he's that he's not from here and he shouldn't mm. be he, be here yeah so he's, how'd you he's get on the set yeah she's like oh he's a tourist i can rob him there yeah. you go uh yes <laughs> she's pulling a con back on him right yeah um but she but she did like i i say it doesn't really work on him but it also kind of does or on 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 her her her, her mm-hmm. but it also kind of d- 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 does um like it yeah like they do try to rob him but he, since he's a hitman he knows how to defend himself from yeah. all of this stuff yeah and it's just like this is completely in completely ineffective and ends up being like well can i see you again <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah like she's kind of it's impressed so that he can fight his way out of this attempted burglary right yeah yeah and it's yeah. not clear i forget if the guy she was working with was like an actual boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or like they just they often pre- pretended that they were boyfriend and girlfriend like as part of the scheme to like rob yeah. tourists or whatever but yeah she's like i'm leaving with him yeah <laughs> you accidentally shot at that guy and blinded him uh which is okay by me i'm impressed by the skill and how you got out <laughs> of the situation yeah yeah um but yeah it's it, like i i i really liked colin farrell in and this i think he's often very underutilized in films he's a good actor and i think people know it but then there's very few movies i feel like where he's just he's really given a chance to shine and just be like damn he's a good actor and in this (laughs) he was great I the first thing I ever saw him in was Daredevil. And right, I remember like, I think thinking like those are the t- type of things that they go, 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 go for like action star, maybe yeah. a little bit cheesy, you know, you know, but yeah. But I remember watching Daredevil saying like, I don't know if this is a great movie. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a great it character, wasn't. but I can tell <laughs> that this actor knows what he's doing. Yeah. I can tell this is an excellent performer and I'd like to see him in other places. Cause he, he sure as hell performing and, and Daredevil yeah. as bullseye, but, uh, mm. oof, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in, 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 in this, he's fabulous. He's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's so, you recognize that everything he says is off putting, but there's something endearing about him like he just has such a compelling face he does have this like mm-hmm. lost child quality to him you can tell that there's like a sincerity like particularly during the emotional scenes like he does those 
so well. Like when he's breaking down about accidentally killing that boy, when he right. when he's shooting the priest and he shoots through him, like through to the head of some little boy sitting in the pews waiting for confessional. Like he's yeah. torn up by that. Like you can tell, like even when he's you know, petulantly wandering the city, uh, <laughs> you're just getting excited to watch a film production. Like this is the only exciting thing in his life. Uh, He's lightly haunted. He's lightly haunted. And you can, and he has a big heart, sort of, in his own weird way. He, he feels a lot about what it is that he does. Britton yeah. Gleason's a little bit more practical and detached. Not that he's a cold person. You know, he's, he's very genial, you know, chit chatting with other people. He, he, yeah. He is. He's like, look, I'm hitting, man. I do yeah. terrible things. I'm not really going to get caught up in that but at least i know that i'm not doing good things yeah yeah and like do you imagine that colin farrell would have not felt this way if he had just gone in and killed the priest like he was supposed to because it was an assignment his boss had something against this guy the priest probably mm -hmm. wasn't that great of a guy in his books but the fact that he accidentally killed this boy has completely wrecked him brendan gleason's more like I'll just you know, pick yourself up and you know, try again, you know, keep on living. And yeah, he's at the end absolutely of the day, it, it was an accident, right? It's yeah. Not like he meant to kill the boy, but that yeah, is he the didn't whole, even know like, he was there. Emotional focal point of this film. It's mm. why they are in in Bruges. Um, it's like, oh, shit. Well, we did this thing that we weren't supposed to do. Kind of an accident, but we need to get out of town for a while. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, like I, it just as as like you you say he's childlike, which I, I I think fits. I think once you find out what they did, you also can kind of be like, well, it seems like a nervous excitement. Yeah, like because at, at first, yeah, he does seem like that child of just like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to go sightsee or a boring art museum. <laughs> but then once you know, right, that that he's killed this child and he's mm -hmm. feeling it he's he like he, it's not that he's bored or doesn't want to be there he knows that danger is right around the corner and is like i screwed up like yeah i like someone is probably c coming after me i deserve it i don't want to be here because i know uh, just like i screwed up like i mm -hmm. shouldn't be be here i need to go do something else right yeah Ah, um. <laughs> another bit of his character. I mentioned that like there is this undercurrent of like care and concern with him and what he's uh -huh. doing, even as brash as he is like he the next day after he like sees the this film production, he's like just sitting on a bench in the town square and he sees the little person actor like walk by and he like uh, talked to him for a couple of minutes the day before and he waves the guy and he doesn't wave back. And he's like, and he's upset about it. Not just, not just like that guy was rude, but you can tell there's like, like he wants to be that guy's friend. He and really later, does. yeah, later, like there's a sincere desire for a connection there. And like later, they're both at the same bar. And the whole person's, and what is his name? He's excellent. I don't, I don't remember his, his oh, name. Oh, it's here heckin' somewhere. Oh, n oh, God. oh, there's too many names on IMDb. Uh, Jimmy? 
Jimmy, yes. So he's there at the same bar, like making out with his date. And Ray goes over and like pokes him. And he doesn't yeah. react. And he pokes him again and he pulls away from this girl, like, what? And Ray just says, Why didn't you wave at me when I waved at you this morning? <laughs> Like not He's angry, like, just like kind of hurt. Tripping balls on horse tranquilizer. I wasn't waving to anybody. <laughs> and then they all end up having this weird party with each other that night. <laughs> yeah, they just they they all start doing cocaine and stuff yeah, like that. It's we, we've hired wild. another prostitute in addition to the one who's already here. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so I want to start talking about kind of the metaphors of this yeah. film. Because I, I I think at the end of the day, this is ultimately what this film is about, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know about you. I think the, the most blatant one is uh, they are in purgatory. Yeah. They are, they are waiting for where they go in the afterlife. Do they go to heaven? Do they go to hell? What? And then mm-hmm. they're just sitting there. Uh, in in Bruges, uh, with nothing to do, just awaiting what to do next, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's hell as, yeah. as, as 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 they end up saying. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there there is this like they they start weighing on their on what they've done of like, hey, I didn't mean to kill that kid. But I killed the kid. Like, it, does does that count for something? Mm-hmm. Does that not? Uh, I'm also a hitman, so I like I I do bad things, but I do them to bad people. Uh, but then there's yeah, and then then they're at the art museum and they're looking at a Bosch painting, <laughs> right? And it's all about it's the it's Judgment Day. They're mm. figuring out where they're gonna go next. What happens? You know, and it's just like it kind of it doesn't necessarily beat you over the head but it's enough to present you with like okay this is at least purgatory and they're just trying to guess where they're going in the afterlife there Mm -hmm. um but i i think with the little person jimmy Mm -hmm. i like the way that he wants to have this connection with yeah. him and the way he's spouting this this fact that hey suicide rates for for these people are not good uh, mm-hmm. like i i i almost wonder if he this is like the surrogate child to 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 him <laughs> in in a strange messed up way like the, which the, is the g- role g- he g- ends up fulfilling not a child right but he's still like yeah. you're small like i, I can <laughs> like I I why would I get to know you? Yeah, well, you know. Well, also there's the um the innkeeper is pregnant, and then we don't see the scene, but right. she recounts it to Brendan Gleeson later that like Ray comes downstairs one morning and he gives her like two hundred dollars or something, saying, "Hey, you know, thanks for taking care of us. This is for the baby." And she's like, "Has that penance. felt that felt like all the money that he had in the world?" And <laughs> this felt like yeah. some sort of a goodbye. I. I, I think he's leaving i think he's gone now i don't think he's coming back to the room like he's watching over her as well yeah so he 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 has this like he he wants to have forgiveness or repentance Mm -hmm. or something um but 
yeah, he's he's just he's dealing with that in a myriad of ways. Uh, and whether it's sensical or not, right? <laughs> like he's he's trying is at, yeah. at, at least what he's doing. And, and, and I, I think it's it's him trying and him going on that journey that Ken realizes. And, mm-hmm. and he, 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 well, he sees it and he realizes it. Like there's that scene where they're, they're sitting in, in, in the like town square in the park yeah. and Colin Harold just breaks down crying. Yes. Right. Um, and like you, I guess we keep going back to this like childlike thing where Colin Farrell is almost like the child yeah. in certain situations. Um, and yeah, I think this is absolutely one of those moments when he just loses it and starts crying and good old ken slash ned is uh <laughs> is, is is there like as the father figure yeah. right <laughs> i watched this movie like early on in the week thinking like i'm gonna get my podcast homework out of the way and like slowly the film is like draining in opacity as the week goes on and i can't remember anybody's names <laughs> ned yeah that's his name <laughs> it's, it's you know some adult man name <laughs> good <laughs> but but yeah so i think like he's he's realizing it but i don't think it truly affects him until this mm. suicide scene yeah where, he's, where where uh ray is about to shoot himself he's just at this public p- park at this play around for ch- children right and Ken has gotten the word of like, hey, you actually are here on assignment. Yeah, which is you're here to kill Ray. Wild. Like the we talked about this being a purgatory. It's it is a purgatory to Ray. Uh, in, in some ways, it's kind of a purgatory to Ken, but he's a lot more open to it. He sees this as more of sure, like yeah. a necessity. Like we need to lie low. We need to get out of the UK. Uh, and here's like a, a bit of a break. I can do some sightseeing. And like he knows there's something hovering on the horizon. There's another job to do. There's going to be consequences for the job that was just messed up. But he can put it out of his mind for right now. So like he's not in the same purgatorical state that Ray is in. And then you find out that Harry. That's a good word. <laughs> Harry, the plan the whole know. time was like, I'm going to send you guys over there. Can you're going to kill Ray? I sent you here because I thought this would be a nice place to spend your last days because I went here once. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was like a fairy tale. So he's totally a fan of Bruce. Like he's like, I sent you to a heaven. He doesn't think of it as like, I hate this guy. I want him dead. I'm going to send him to this like absolute nowhere town. He's like, no, I thought it's, you know, send him somewhere nice. He's done enough good work for me. I'll do that much for him before I have him killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, sure. I like they, that this they, they each town... have their own I- I- idea of like this is purgatory, this yeah. is hell, this is heaven. You know, this is... yeah, like the yeah. town of Bruges means different things to the different people in the cast. Like I think Colin Farrell's making fun of it, and then Clemence Posey is like, I I'm from here. I I, I grew up here. I I like yeah. it here. It's like it's a shithole. She's like, no, it's not. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, well, it's, still, it's, it's still a shithole. <laughs> it's an interesting twist that like Harry tells uh, Ken to kill Ray and then he finds Ray 
already trying to commit suicide and he talks him out of it like, no, we're not doing this. I don't want you dead. You know, I thought I was going to go ahead and like fulfill my orders like a good employee. But like now that I saw you trying to kill yourself in front of my eyes, I can't have that happen. I'm not letting this happen to you. You deserve a second chance. And then he puts it all on the line like. I'm going to sneak you out of the city. I'm going to put you on a train. Just go somewhere. You Don't get in touch with me for like 10 years. Yeah. And I think this is what uh, Miel Bredo was talking about. This sort of sacrifice, this like all this act right. of true love in some sort of sense that Ken gives to Ray. Like he's completely going to destroy his own life, like break his relationship with his boss. Like he tells Harry, like, no, I didn't kill him. I can't kill him. I sent him away somewhere. Don't ask about he, him again. He realizes that he's been tortured enough. Like, it's yeah. not just like that he did this thing and it's like, oh, that sucks. I'm kind of messed up about it. But oh, well, you know, and and I, I, I think knowing how much he himself can do that stuff where he just like, all right, well, I did this thing. Oh, well, you know, but mm. he's, he sees uh he he sees ray who's much younger and much newer at this and he's like man he's struggling with this mm-hmm. thing and that like it's going to fuck him up like uh, like that is enough punishment for this you know, for 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 him cuz like yeah, like he he was about to kill kill himself like that that like that it, like he is it's not like he's just struggling a little bit no he is he is feeling it um and so yeah he like he i I think he just finally realizes how much this guy wants a second chance or how much he wants to just be done with this this whole Mm -hmm. thing and he's like well i i should help him out Mm -hmm. and yeah it does end up being this act like you said of true love just like hey let me help you out yeah and like save you (laughs) It's like I'm willing to turn against this man uh, who I've been a loyal employee to for years who could absolutely destroy me if he wanted to. (laughs) We're going to have this gunfight. I'm going to jump from the tallest tower in the city just so that I can like distract him and like give you a chance to escape and like get down there and like... Before we even get to that bit, they put put Ray on the train yes. but their plan goes to shit because again ray is just also kind of an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> he he got in, in a fight with some guy at a yes. restaurant while he was on a date and while he's on the train the cop comes up and he's like you punched the canadian didn't you and he's just like, <laughs> what you punched the Canadian? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like he just—he has no idea what that means. And then he looks back and he sees the guy. He's like, "That's him. That's the guy that punched me." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just—it—it—it it, it, yeah, it ruins their whole escape plan. Uh, and so now he's stuck back in Bruges. And that's when it goes from purgatory to like, "Oh, I'm in hell." Like, yeah, yeah, uh, like, I need, this is the need worst. to escape. Um, but yeah, and and. Like once the once their crime boss, I, I don't know how you put that word. Their <laughs> handler, that yeah. might be a better word. Their hit manager, um, yeah, hit manager. I'd like to speak to the manager, please. Um, 
he kind of realizes that they're tr- trying to get him to escape and all of that stuff. He's like, all right, well, if you want a job done, you know, got to do it yourself, right? Uh, and or want a job done, right? Got to do it yourself. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so, so he goes there and he's like, well, if, uh, if you guys won't do it, I will. And yeah, that's that's kind of where the big climax of the the film is that's where the little bit of the action is right mm-hmm. there's some gunfights and chases and and stuff like that and yeah ken ends up uh all he's mortally wounded anyway so he knows he's going to die uh and then to yeah like like you said to di- to di- di- distract their boss just long enough to uh, y- you know help uh, Ray is, is, is escape. He jumps out the like clocked t- t- tower yeah. that they're in. I don't know how he was still a la la la. It's amazing that. that he survived enough to crawl Good up God. all those stairs. Brendan well, Gleeson's just impenetrable. That, but then after he jumps too. Yes, yes. You see him. You see him hit. Like it, it does not shy away. Oh, 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 yeah, it's a gruesome movie. This thing hit and splatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, then they go up up to to him, and he is still b- breathing. He can still talk, but he cannot move. There are body paraphernalia <laughs> like out on the out yeah. on the sidewalk. I, <laughs> yeah, it like they they don't really shy away from showing that, so it is kind of gory. Uh, just a little bit. It's not like super not super gory, but they definitely don't shy away. That but God, I have no idea how he managed to still be like, get my gun, it's in my pocket. Oh I'm about to die now. Okay, bye. There's what a how really neat callback in that scene where he he jumps to his death for Ray. Where at the beginning of the movie, when they first when they first arrived in Bruges, uh, he wants to go up to this clock tower, right? You know, uh-huh. get the view, look down over the city, and it's like five dollars to get in. I know it's not dollars; it's whatever currency they use in Belgium, but let's say it's dollars. And he's like, sure. "Oh, I've got too many coins in my pocket. I want to get out of my coins." And he lays down all these coins on the counter. He's like, it's four ninety five. And the guy's like, it is $5 to get into the tower. And the guy's like, five cents? You know, you want to spare me five cents? He's like, absolutely not. Yeah, there are rules to uphold. You have to give yeah. me. Yeah, and the guy, so he, he pulls like a 20 out of his pocket. Like, here, change this. You know, and then he's still got the, these coins rattling around in his pocket. And so when he's about to jump, he takes those coins out and he drops them, which is his signal. Like if he hears the coins like uh, hit the ground, that means there's no passerbys down there because it's like a cloudy night. Like there's like fog that he to to like back up and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't see if there's anybody down there. So he drops these coins to like sound the ground and he's like okay now i'm clear now i can jump and the fact that we've got that like conscientiousness of this guy trying to watch out for the passersby like trying to do as much as he could to possibly spare them from you know the psychological trauma that this is going to be doing everybody can and also this metaphorical lightening of a burden and also like a a screw you to the guy who didn't want his coins (laughs) 
that and like paying the fairy man right yeah just like hey i'm i'm here you know here's here's my passage to to the next life yeah Um, this is what i really liked about this script like all these ingredients he gets as much as he can out of all of them. Like that scene where Ray punches the guy at the next table over in the restaurant, that could have just been it. But to have the guy come back later, like I've had the authorities looking for you. We're going to take you off of this train. You're not getting out of Bruges. We're taking you back to Bruges. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wild. So Mm. wild. Good stuff though. Um, Let's see, what else do I want to talk about in this I want to talk about the climax of the film for a bit, where uh, Harry is talking to Ken about how Ray should be dead. Like, Ray should have had the honor to kill himself after he accidentally shot that child. And (laughs) Harry's like, if I would have done that, I would have turned the gun on myself absolutely right there on the spot. No hesitation. That would be the right thing to do. And, you know, with this poetry this rhythm of the film he like says it a couple times like i would have turned it on myself i would have shot myself like he really hammers it home and then there when he's chasing ray through the streets at the end of the movie they come across the film set where jimmy is portraying like a character in a dream that the main character in this film within the film is having and as part of this dream he's wearing like a schoolboy uniform Mm-hmm. And so when Harry tries to kill Ray, he shoots at Ray. It's the same situation that happened before in the church. He shoots through Ray and he gets Jimmy. Like he caves in Jimmy's head with this bullet. And he, is, he hasn't seen Jimmy. He doesn't know. So he, yes, so he thinks, thinks he's a kid. A literal child. <laughs> and he looks at the kid and he's like, it's only fair. Like, I have to uphold my standards. And he r- turns the gun on himself right there and shoots himself. And we saw him at home earlier in the movie. He has, like, three kids and a wife that he yeah. cared for, you know, as much as a crime boss, you know, a foul-mouthed crime boss could, I suppose. We're like, sure, he's yeah. <laughs> so angry. He's, like, smashing his phone and his wife comes in. Like, it's just an object. And he's like, you're just an object. And he comes back out later and he's like, I'm sorry I said that. All right, kids, dad has to go away for a week. Uh, be good for mom. I love you. Bye. Like, he's got... Man. connection. Yeah. Like, he has, like, a full life where there's people who count on him, people who love him. And like his sense of honor of if I commit a crime this heinous, I'm not living anymore. I have to punish myself. That outrides this. And it's exactly what he said. You know, no hesitation, no goodbye. He's like, well, that's a dead child. Um, uh, time for me to not have a head anymore. Time to put the gun in the mouth. Yeah, which I think Colin Farrell is alive just yes. long enough to be like, Wait, no. Like he, yeah, like he, he's trying he to explain it. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. And and they yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, which I, I think for Jimmy specifically, again, that goes back to the metaphor I think that that I I t- 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 talked about of like I think Ray is trying to see him as this like stand in for the child of like hey yeah. let me establish yes. a connection with 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 you with you and I think by that moment he's realized okay that's not a, a, ki- a kid like I I can't have that same kind of connection yeah. with him and and then this whole thing happens and it's just like ah. Yeah. God, no. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so- it's just the, the film's just a cycle of like trying to care for somebody who relies on you, like a child, a literal or metaphorical mm-hmm. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one there, but uh, and I I, I think also. One of the things why I think he went to the movie production place in the first mm. place is that he knew there'd be a lot of witnesses and ca- right. cameras and stuff. Yeah, and of, like just of a of crowd like, so, hey, he could lose right, himself so in. If well, that or if he does shoot me and kill me, at least it'll be on camera and they know yeah. who you are and, you know, they can arrest you or whatnot. And... And at the end, like he, it, it's strange because he, he he wants him to have consequences is what I got the impression mm. of, but still didn't want him to kill himself. Yeah, is the thing, um, which I I think also might be a turning point for Colin Farrell. Yeah, uh, and 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 his character because that's what he was going to do. Like he was going to kill himself and get out of the consequences if that makes sense mm-hmm. like that was him running away so to speak um mm-hmm. and yeah like i i i think then seeing his boss slash the guy who's basically killed him about to do that he's like no don't don't do that yeah like, you, you deserve some consequences yeah. for this and so i think by then Ray has not necessarily repented, but at least realized what mm. he's done, what needs to happen, <clears throat> all of that stuff. And he's like, all right, I'm fine. No, you don't do that. Don't kill yourself. That's bad. Mm. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so. I don't know. Does, does, <laughs> does that make yeah. sense that it is like this big turning yeah. point for Yeah, for like. Yeah, like um, Ken's words have reached him. Like, no, you deserve to live. Like, we all deserve life. We deserve these second chances. There can't, there will be and should be consequences, but you will live through them and find a way to keep living and be a better person. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, wild. Yeah. Do, do do you want to talk some about the? scene when it's a it's a little bit further back when uh ray is being chased and he goes back to the hotel yes i I I love that scene yeah so they uh he's being chased by his boss and uh i don't remember why he goes back to the hotel you remember oh that's where the gun is something up yeah like ken tells i think ken tells him that's where his gun is hiding Gotcha. Um, yeah, so he, he goes back to this hotel uh, where the owner, like we mentioned, is pregnant. But mm. that is a detail we don't really think about at the time. Mm. But once he gets up there and uh, realizes that his boss is like shortly behind him, he's like, oh, shit, I got mm. I, I just put this woman in harm's way. She's yeah. pregnant. Like this was the whole thing. It's like I didn't want yeah. things to happen with her. That's why I was just like, here's 200 bucks. Go live your life, woman. Mm. <laughs> like, um, And he, like she 
on her own accord, like ends up protecting him and saving him of being like, you know what? No, like I, I'm a pregnant woman. I know you guys wouldn't just kill me yeah because of this and she takes that risk and is like i'm gonna stand right here in front of the stairs like uh-uh no you are not getting past me uh, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's it's such a good scene yeah and it's harry and ray just yelling at each other up and down the stairs while she like sits on the stairs in between them like she's like she's scared but she's also like i'm not moving this is my hotel like my husband right. and i own this like don't do this don't in my hotel it, yeah. And so Ray works out that he's like, okay, from my window, I can jump out into the canal, run around yeah. the building, you know, see if you can catch me there. Like, he's like, I under, like, he's not trying to get out of the fight. He just wants to get the fight out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm going to jump. Uh, and then I'm going to hit the canal. See if you can get me before I hit the canal. And then you know, Harry doesn't remember which way is the canal. I just got into town. Where is it? <laughs> to go Absolutely, left or right yeah yeah and then he he tries to make his escape because he jumps he you know he does the t- t- typical mm-hmm. crime spy thing of jumping out the window onto yeah. the boat that's moving away that you know and you hope he gets away like in that scene i was absolutely being like get away like just like have, mm-hmm. have him miss the, the the shot but he's sitting there he takes the shot and it gets right in the stomach oh yeah the weird thing about that scene for me the boat guy says nothing the entire time yeah he, he like he's he's just sitting there like uh, he just like he's not even like oh my god dude what's happening you mm-hmm. just got shot oh my god uh, and, and instead, he just is silent that entire time. Well, it's Bruce. <laughs> yeah, just like a wedding Bruce, you know. <laughs> There's so. one more scene I want to talk about briefly. It's at the beginning of the movie when they've just gotten into Bruges and uh, Ken goes up into this uh, clock tower that we talked about. He wants to see the uh-huh. sights. And Ray doesn't. Ray is just like sulking out there on a bench. And this very large tourist comes up. You can tell Ray can tell he's like walking up. He wants to go up these stairs to see the town from the top of the clock tower. And he's like trying to give the guy a sincere warning. Like, hey, you're pretty large. This is a very old building with narrow stairs. I don't think you're going to fit up there. Right. But he, he says it in this very brash manner comes off very right, harsh yeah. and the man takes a lot of offense to this and he, he like kind of lunges he's at him well and wants meaning. to punch him yeah 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 like he he's well meaning in, in the fact that he's like yeah it actually is really narrow you're yeah. probably gonna have some issues getting up there but yeah he's, he's just an asshole in the way he says it it's just like you idiot like yeah ugh. Mm-hmm. But he's but, uh, the way Colin Farrell like runs around this tourist who's trying to punch him. He does this wild, <laughs> like really chaotic, <laughs> like kind of serpentine around him. It's so funny. It's, yeah, it's not a no choreography. It's just like this, <laughs> this very messy, awkward, like run around this large man who's not moving very fast. I had I had to rewind it. It's just 
an excellent piece of physical comedy to watch him do this weird stumbling run around the town square. But what makes it even funnier then is 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 when Ken comes da, 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 down and he just sees that the, the aftermath of yeah. this whole thing with these these tourists like almost in tears, right? Yeah. Of just like you're an asshole. Like why did you say that? He's just mm-hmm. like, what happened there? And he's like, I've tried to warn them that it's mm-hmm. like it, they're good. It, it's super narrow in there, mm-hmm. and so then Ken. turns around and says the same thing i'm just like like, hey he's right it's actually really narrow and and they're just like fuck you i I didn't do anything like (laughs) right yeah which is the the feeling of this whole film like it is very rude but underneath all this rudeness there's some level of sincerity and concern for humanity like trying to watch out for people yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it, it has some really funny moments mm-hmm. in this film. Oh, I it, love the running it's, bit it's, about it's knowing karate. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I like I it's it, like it's I, I don't think I would really describe it as a comedy. I, I know like Wikipedia and stuff describe it as a dark c- comedy. Yes. And yes, it definitely is. I don't think I would describe this as a comedy, but yeah, there there there's just moments that just in the sheer ridiculousness of what happens, it's just like, oh, <laughs> this is a comedy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I think also in the fact like the the opening line of the film is like this is a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate it here. I want to leave. Baruch is a shithole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I recommend this film. It's certainly not for everybody, but oh, I really liked how the story was told. You know, even if the story, what the story is, isn't for you. I think the, mm-hmm. the mechanisms of it, the the rhythm of the dialogue, the structure of the plot and how all these little in seemingly insignificant things like come back. You know, it's it's yeah. this chain of consequences, the way everything comes together at the end. I was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it was good. It's 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 also very simple, right? It's yes. not like a big yeah. complex crime drama. Yeah, we're like, oh, oh this dude, guy. We stole it from thing, him before he, he knew it was gone. And, and, yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very simple. This one thing happened. Now they're dealing with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a thing of like, ooh, yes, there should be consequences for this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it 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 really, it's just like I have to commend it for just being so tight tight knit of just mm-hmm. like yeah, it, this is something that absolutely could, could have just been boring. Right. But they they made this fascinating to watch. <laughs> um, One final thing I want to mention. And I, Colin I, Farrell. I, I think, hmm? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go okay. ahead. No, you go um, first. Mine's very insignificant. We're lagging a, a small bit. Uh, but yeah. Um, the last thing that I want to say on 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 this 
film is that I think it also appealed to like the art kid in me, right? <laughs> like it's not it, yeah. it 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 is a more artsy crime film, right? It's not just the like here's the hard boiled detective and they're solving the murder mystery, mm. right? And it like it didn't really appeal to that side of my brain because i'm I, I you guys know me i'm a big c- crime genre mm-hmm. fan uh but this i think r- rather appealed to like the art kid just like hey this is like a if if you like art films i think this will be one that you want to check out yeah all i wanted to say is that colin farrell is wearing the same shirt through the entire movie <laughs> And I mean, it, it I, happens in the course of like two days. Yeah, right? I guess and they had to like rush out of nothing. Yeah, just yeah, like, get out like, of he didn't city, have other go. clothes. I don't know, I just think it adds to his character that he doesn't think about going to get a second shirt. <laughs> I think if he did, it would have been some kind of like tourist shirt of yeah. just like. I heart Bruges, right? <laughs> like he's just stuck with that with that shirt. He's just like, this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Bruges and all I got was this shitty shirt. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this this film a lot. Good stuff indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa, next week is our kind of Valentine's Day stuff. Oh, you have any recommendations? Here, oh, yeah. Yeah. Recommendations. Good, good catch. Um, what I recommend to people that like this, I mentioned um, Boondock Saints, which I think mm-hmm. is maybe on the opposite end of, of this film. It is more violent, uh, okay. but... It is that same kind of like indie art crime film uh, if, if you want more of, of that stuff. And then um, you can see a young Norman Reedus in that too. He's, he's, he's in there. Um, and then uh, what's his name? Green Goblin. Good old Gobby. Uh, oh, Willem Dafoe, the original Green Willem Goblin? Dafoe. Yeah. Um, He's in there, and of course, he's chewing up the scenery. Uh, nice in in that film. That's a good one. That's that that I, that I think is what I would recommend. I don't know off the top of my head any other like slower crime dramas that have really captivated me in a way that this has. I want to recommend a movie I watched yesterday because this reminded me of the concept of it. And I'm like, I should actually watch that film before I attempt to recommend it. It's a movie called The Trip. This is from 2010. Okay. And this stars Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon as themselves, basically, you know, these actors and comedians from England. Uh, And it's like an improvised comedy film where they go on a trip through the north of England to all of these little restaurants and bed and breakfasts, like reviewing the food. Like it's some magazine article Steve Coogan's been hired to write. And, you know, he has a plus one and, you know, nobody else can make it. Like, you know, like his 
he's in like a weird space with a girlfriend, like a long distance girlfriend who's not able to go. So he's like, I, I don't know, Rob, are you free next week? Do you just want to drive around the north of England with me and like eat gourmet food? And I, I have to write about it. And it's just the two of them Sounds driving wonderful. around, <laughs> playing themselves, basically uh, just doing all these bits with each other. Like the movie is mostly them doing competing impressions. Like there's a whole scene, like the first restaurant they sit down at, like, yes, wonderful soup, beautiful scallops. It's mostly them doing competing Michael Caine impressions and trying to say like, (laughs) no, you're doing it wrong. He sounds more like this. I'm Michael Caine. (laughs) Michael Caine. (laughs) It's, it's funny. It's, it's melancholy, but in a very interesting way, it's, beautiful scenery i enjoyed it a lot and like they did several more of these there's like the trip to spain and the trip to greece interesting they're all on hulu yeah i recommend them it was a wonderful little mini vacation for me to take just sitting in my apartment wishing i had any scallops here's another oddball recommendation yeah we last year watched a little uh, Japanese show called uh, Midnight Diner. Yeah. This is not a crime show at all, but it, it, it's this little half an hour long TV show. I guess half an hour episodes, mm-hmm. uh, but each one is basically self-contained and it's these just really like quiet small emotional stories uh and i i that just as as i sat here and you were mentioning food and and mm-hmm. stuff like that i was like it kind of does remind me of that like this would almost be a story that you would see in that like of like yeah one of the yakuza guy sh- shows yeah. up and this is the last meal before he knows he's about to have the consequences for killing someone he wasn't supposed post to right mm-hmm. right and like you get to see his story yeah like i i think i might recommend that that's Midnight interesting Diner. yeah so another one more thing on that Netflix. i yeah one more thing that i thought about as we were talking uh is disney's hunchback of notre dame because it's also set in ah. the, you know like 16th century paris or whenever it is and you know in Notre Dame Cathedral and it's also a tale of you feel like the city is judging you like the city holds your fate the city decides if you live or die there's statues and paintings and they're staring at you (laughs) they're judging you so if you need more uh haunting to Catholic architecture you can watch that true true indeed Mm. um yeah, I think that's it about it for recommendations, though. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Go check out In Bruges. All that stuff. I, I still can't get over how it's spelled. I kind of say in Burgess. <laughs> but that's no, not Bruges. it. In Bruges. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a weird American. Um, Cool. Valentine's Day is coming yeah, up, Melissa. It is. It is next Sunday, actually. Yeah. Go. Uh, so, 
I have the honor of pitching some Valentine's Day stuff. I wanted to nice. get out of my comfort zone and do some romance stuff or some rom-coms and things like that. I also wanted to, I, I, I guess, kind of combine it. When I think of these things, this is kind of what I think of. So it, it just fit. Uh, I wanted to do uh, some Korean, some K-dramas oh. uh, and stuff like that. So I have two K-dramas, and then I also have a manga. Okay. Uh, romance manga. Um, so the K-dramas, the first one I will pull up here is uh, called Love Alarm. And this <laughs> is available on Netflix. Uh, season one is eight okay. episodes. Uh, they're only about an hour long each. I think they're they're like the forty minute ones. I think okay, it's um, not bad. But so, Love Alarm revolves around a story of technology that enables users to discover love through an app through an application that notifies them when someone within a 10-meter radius has romantic feelings for them. What? Um, yeah, so, that, that you know, you can download this app on your phone, and as you're walking through the city, if, you, you know, you someone is staring at, at you and is like, ooh, they're hot, you'll get a notification <laughs> on, on this app there they like your butt um, turn around so I, right yeah it's like ding <laughs> someone likes your behind <laughs> um so I, I i thought that was an interesting premise of, of just here's this weird app that does not exist how like how like what what what, yeah. what would you do if you could find people that easily just like hey like within 10 meters here like within almost arm's reach someone likes me right almost, <laughs> almost arm's like, reach you, you know what i mean Just you, like you and your 15 your foot shot. arms you know if you're reed richards one of us sure. in this room is the murderer one of us in this room has a crush on me right oh god if only that was how knives out ended <laughs> Chris Evan walking in. One of you in this room has a crush on me, okay? <laughs> I hope that's the next Benoit Blanc story. He has to figure out who his secret admirer is. Yeah. Nobody gets murdered. Right, yeah. It's wild. Uh, so I thought that'd be an interesting yeah. one to check out. Love Alarm. That's on mm. Netflix. Uh, the second one is also available on Netflix. This is called My First First Love. Oh. Uh, it is also eight, eight episodes for season one. However, there is also a season two available, uh, but we will only do season one yeah. for this time. This story uh, revolves around five youths and their messy encounters with the concept of first love. Mm. Uh, Yoon Teo is a college student whose friends, a college dropout, a runaway family friend, and his longtime childhood friend decide to unexpected, un unexpectedly move into his house due to to their own individual reasonings. 
Now they must all learn to live together and learn to love. Uh, I, it's weird how they just like, I'm just, I'm just happening to move in with you. <laughs> here, here I go. I've just decided this. Um, I, I think actually from what I saw on Netflix, I think uh, the main guy's father sets them up in a house and it's like this big like mansion. So he's like, everyone, come live with me and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's just like this house full of these young teens and them kind of dealing with like, hey, I have a crush on you. But also this person has a crush on you. Now we must fight to the death. No. Um, but yeah, just, you, you know, typical like teen romance love triangle stuff happening sure. in that one. So there you go. It's my first first love available on Netflix. Now, the manga uh, is not Korean. At least okay. as far as I know. Uh, but this is available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, I believe all of the series is available on there. I don't know if that's the entirety of the series, but mm. at least the first 14 volumes are up there. So I wanted to read the first three volumes of LDK. And that's just the letters LDK. Uh, and I believe it stands for living, L dining, or, uh, no, it, it's, uh, living room, right? dining living, room, kitchen, dining, kitchen, like, yeah, yeah, that, huh. that, that must be what it is. Uh, but this is about, uh, AOA. I, I don't know how to say that name. Um. She's a high school g g g g g girl who lives alone in her own apartment. But mm. to her su surprise, she discovers that the prince of her high school, Susei Kugayama, has moved in next door. But to add to this, a series of crazy happenings results wow. in the two of them living together under a single roof. Uh, now, Shosei is known to be a heartless guy, and Aoi particularly hates him after he coldly rejected her best friend. So life of cohabitation seems like a recipe for disaster. Yet she somehow can't stop her heart from pounding when she spends time with Shusei. So there you go. Totally out of my comfort zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, these are interesting pitches. Thank here. you for tracking uh, these down. Pitch number one was Love Alarm. Pitch number two was my first, first love. And pitch number three is the first three volumes of LDK. I'm going to go with Love Alarm. Uh, that sounds like it's got a little bit of a speculative fiction angle to it as well, in addition to being a romance. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't seem like it was ex <laughs> exclusively about youths. So hopefully I get to see like a 30 year old bachelorette like myself uh, engage in a romantic story. <laughs> somewhere where i can there see myself there you go there you go 
I, uh, there, there's there's a number of K dramas and stuff like that on Netflix, and one of the things I've noticed uh, that they do that's a little bit confusing is I think those shows are like not Netflix shows in Korea, and then Netflix gets like the international yeah. uh, dish dish distribution. But sometimes if they already have multiple seasons, they'll combine season one and two into season one on Netflix. And it's just like, here's season one and it's, you know, 16 episodes. But then I also don't know if that's actually the case of, yeah. of, of like, is that two seasons combined or is that actually just one season that was mm-hmm. 16 long you know so uh thankfully i found some that was like here's one that's eight episodes and i was like yeah i know you've been wanting to pitch a k-drama for a while and i don't know if i have just translated these into being like soap operas in my head but i've been like they sounded like they would be very long so i'm happy you found something that's a week's worth of watching yeah well that that's that's at least what i when i think of k-dramas that's typically what i think of like more of a soap opera style yeah. show where um it's it's not necessarily a long running show but that k- kind of production uh those kinds of plots right where it, there is this romance or this like revolving door romance where it's like new guy of the week right yeah like, new hunk of the week or, or stuff like that it's it looks maybe a little cheesy or like okay mm. they didn't have much of a budget there yeah. and they spent it all on makeup um, <laughs> yeah that's it right um but i i am a, i've watched a number of like korean crime sh- mm. shows and i love them they're great Good. so I, I i guess those are technically k dramas right because there is drama a crime show but i've at least from my understanding have not gotten into k dramas proper Mm -hmm. that makes sense so this is our first first go of that so that's what we will do next week for valentine's day uh we'll be watching season one of love alarm which is available uh on netflix at least here in the united states Mm -hmm. so there you go uh i guess that is about it so melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and you can listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities where me and my brother jams talk about the weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember and our latest episode is about tom and jerry the movie uh, an animated movie from yeah. 1992 where Tom and Jerry learn to talk and it's a musical. There you go. There's a new Tom and Jerry m- yeah. movie c- coming out soon too, right? Yeah, we'll we'll probably so. talk about that too because it's like a HBO Max freebie thing. Right. You know, yeah. where like you yeah. see it free for a month. Yeah. Um good stuff. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. 
Uh, if you guys uh, would like to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a foe, sell your soul, do whatever you need to go to do to help spread the word, that would be lovely. Uh, please, if you have some nice words to say, some nice things to say, go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. That would really, really help us out a bunch, uh, especially since we are small creators and that helps to spread the word and get it in front of more people. Um, so yeah, go, go help us out with that. That'd be lovely. That being said, uh, hope you guys had a good Super Bowl Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday right now. I uh, hope you guys have Sunday. a good Valentine's Day this next week. Uh, enjoy all of that stuff. Eat lots of chocolate. Um, do things with do people. Do them in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, there you go this has been number 143 mm -hmm. uh no is, is that right yes yes 143 i still cannot get that number right uh of the whatnots review show we will see you all next week bye bye